Right guys, welcome to the Fitness Shenanigans Podcast. I'm Hayden Kays. I am accompanied here by the man himself, Nico Baird. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, how are you doing? My name's Nico. Uh, I'm a level three personal trainer. I'm also studying business and sport at university. I've, um, throughout, you know, my teenage years, childhood, and even up to now, I've played several sports, boxing, football, rugby, a wee bit of golf, you know, just, just trying everything out, really. Just a bit of a sports guy, so, hey Well, that's brilliant. Um, obviously, me and Nico, we go back uh, quite a long time, back to high school, so we've grown up together, we've seen the world change in, in various ways since that time, and uh, it definitely has been an interesting time, obviously, with uh, COVID-19. Uh, what what's your thoughts on that, Nico? How how have you adapted to this kind of a uh, world kind of situation? Well, to be honest with you, I think everyone because everyone's been in the same boat. Everyone's adapted together, so everyone's in some type of kid togetherness here. So I think everyone's adapted quickly. I don't think a lot of people are kind of happy with it, but it's one of those things you have to crack on with. Yeah, um, but you know. Uh, People talk about, I see people moaning about wearing masks and doing X, Y, and Z. And, you know, it's one of those things you just have to do, social distance, and just get rid of it, really. That's, that's just, people need to listen, get it done. Definitely. Um, I think a lot of people are very kind of sick of it and they're, they're getting tired because every time we make progress, we end up going back to where we started with obviously now pubs and restaurants being shut down for two weeks after being open for only a month or so um and especially with there's a lot of kind of controversy whether this this disease is real or not um personally i believe it is real as uh, i don't think the world would want to put itself in such a detrimental effect just to uh kind of you know just make, up. yeah exactly <laughs> but everyone's welcome to their own opinion um so during this podcast we're going to talk about uh obviously sports fitness a bit about the situation we have uh in our current climate and kind of just a general all-round um experience um so Nico, if you'd like to start off, um, what's your what's your kind of tips and advice for getting into training during this this situation and and how the world is? Well, at the moment, I'd say if you're able to go to a gym and you're not high risk, I'd, I'd definitely encourage you to go. Before I think they might shut down again, it just depends how it goes. This, if it yeah. goes up or down in the next. But hopefully it goes down uh, or it maintains and the gyms will stay open. But if, I, if I'm going to give anyone any advice, it's nutrition. Like, it's all well and good doing the training and doing the form, but listen, nutrition's number one. Like, for someone who loves his food, and he knows I love my food because I love to eat. <laughs> uh, oh, aye. <laughs> oh, aye. But <laughs> nutrition's everything. So I recommend getting something like my fitness pal following what you eat with your food. Um, so I recommend, for example, in the morning, like, having porridge is slow in the glycemic index which basically means like how much energy you produce through certain amounts of food and x y and z born sign stuff that mean head will know but we're just some summing up freeze so something like that uh like personally before like before any workout like people like to do pre-workout and that to be honest you don't really in my opinion you don't really need it it depends it just depends it depends if you're going you're, if you're competing and you're dead heavy like yourself Aiden, you might need to do it so mm-hmm. you might want to get yourself pumped, but for me, Thanks. I just think I don't want to. You call me a fat I, bastard. 
Listen, mate. I just take my double espresso and I'm going to go right. You shouldn't say my thoughts, but it's brilliant. <laughs> no. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, continue. But um, nutrition's number one. Also, don't be afraid to ask people for advice in the gym who have probably been there for a while. They'll probably appreciate you coming up and asking them. Even if you like ask one of us in this podcast, we'll both be happy to help because we were there, you know, starting out at Far Hill Gym, both go to every day after school, <laughs> bumping at iron, thinking we're on, you know, can yeah. you do a press? You could do like, I don't know, 100 kg bench press. Oh, definitely, mate. <laughs> Doing about five push ups and thinking I'm fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or Phil, uh, mm-hmm. Phil Hill. <laughs> And then going out outside and playing Baldy, but <laughs> playing one round. The pissing round, uh, mind you. Uh, do you know what? That's one thing with it, even in rugby as well. Just pissing rain, snow. Yeah. Weather, weather can make and break a sport. I think like um, during playing rugby, it was really fun to play in the warm days. And But uh, see if you got a right good rainy day. But like it wasn't cold. It was just pissing the rain. It was still absolutely amazing because you're, you're ramming into oh, folk. So you're slipping and sliding everywhere. So many fucking uh, turnovers because, uh, like, no one can keep a hold of the ball. But, um, no, it, it definitely has been a, an experience and a journey from that. Um, to, to, to add on what you've said, yeah, nutrition is definitely very important and a lot of people bypass it. They think, oh, they, they look at these bodybuilders or these powerlifters or strongmen or, or just athletes in general and they think, their training regime must be so hard and stuff but at the end of the day the actual the actual nitty gritty is what they eat because if you don't training eat, yeah training's eating that's what it is training's if, eating if you don't eat, as well yeah just say training in the I'm sorry to interrupt you just no no sorry say training in the gym and the food you know it's all well and good you eating five days of the week but then going in the piss or going out for two days because that then kind of just ruins it you're back to square one. So it's all about discipline as well. So, uh, which I've not had for the past few months, but we'll go into that later <laughs> on. <laughs> well, definitely, um, I won't lie. I've had a few over lockdown. Um, right. But yeah, that's because you you can have these kind of things. If you want to have a bag of Doritos, if you want to have a can of Pringles, maybe a Mars bar too, that's okay. It's all about the max and minimum output. So, if you're going to eat healthy and or as they would say right if you're going to eat, do that it doesn't mean you have to cut out junk food completely like i, I try i'm still in, improving my diet by the day and i still eat those what, what we call delicacy delicacy foods like you know doritos uh, milky way I, I i think the other day i had some white buttons and they were very nice um but uh, if if you eat too much of that that's when it starts to affect and and if you're putting all this effort into the gym it's not going to show because no. what you're eating is not giving your body the fuel to improve itself and better itself um i mean even what is it i mean even if the certain the portion sizes you eat as well is a major thing like last yeah. year before, well before lockdown, I was probably at my fittest I've ever been. I was running 5Ks in like 19 minutes, 20 minutes, going to the gym, deadlifting 160s, like fucking like, I was fit, like surprisingly, and I was like 65 kilo. I was dead skinny as well when I was shredded down to a tee. Uh, but that was just through like being so, so strict with my diet. And that's like not eating chocolate, not treating myself to anything, no drink. Like, don't get me wrong, I felt good and I looked great. However, 
I just now if I were good I'm gonna do it again obviously. I'd probably treat myself now and then to you know keep myself motivated. Yeah. Not like a wee cheat but just kinda like oh go for an odd wee pint now and then or something. No, definitely. Um I think <laughs> I uh I would say that I, I've just got back into my training regime after being out for about three or four weeks as I had a tattoo and I um which also took a wee break off and such. Um and like getting back into it, I'm already feeling the doms and that that's another thing, you know, when you start working out or if you've been working out for a while and then stop and then come back to it, everyone feels it. Everyone gets the doms first week or two and then you you feel back into it. Um huh. but uh obviously with different points of lockdown, um people have done marvellous things to kind of improvise and adapt a lot of personal trainers such as yourself have done online sessions um, and luckily we've only recently had the gyms open back up now um, Nicholas Sturgeon has announced that the gyms are still open and you can still go train but there's no group activities anymore um, so it's unfortunate for the people who are doing uh, Zumba classes or spin class or or hit etc etc but um, it's good to see that the opportunity is still there uh, I'm very fortunate enough to have a home gym so I don't have to travel out into the world but definitely don't need a gym to actually start training or to, to work out. Um, using calisthenics, which is a fancy word for basically body weight. Um, yeah. You, you know, yeah. Uh, we're using we're using fancy words, Nico. Um, Manic, uh, so you're not. <laughs> um, we got punches and people flying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've got a one, one other finger things, but that's for another thing. Oh, oh God. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, push-ups, pull-ups, um, tricep dips, the, these kind of exercises are known as, as calisthenics. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to we'll talk about a wee bit of the sport kind of side of things and how that's um, affected by uh, COVID this year. So obviously, Nico, you're a big fan of football um, and you're a big Celtic yeah. supporter. So... What, what kind of things have they done or uh, what kind of things have they went about doing to um, get football back in the go and obviously um, keep everyone safe at the same time? Well, it's, I don't think it's just Celtic. I think it's more premiership teams even down south as well, like big clubs down south and big clubs up here, like testing regularly and, um, you know, checking the players. Make sure that like players adhere to like the rules outside of training and outside of football as yeah. well. However, um, you know, today what's happened is a few Celtic players have came back, tested positive. Hmm. But rumour has it one of them have tested negative again. I I was speaking to um I was speaking to a Hamilton player, his name will come back to me in a second. Um Regoy comes in, speak to him quite a lot, nice guy. Um he was telling me, he goes, um he goes, Yeah, this is a few this was like when they had three positive tests and they had Kilmarnock on the Saturday to play. Mm-hmm. And it was the Wednesday they got tested and it was positive results. And they had to stay in, get all tested again. But the boys who tested positive again came back negative. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't let them train. Um, You know, like even after they tested negative. So he was telling me, he goes, we, we've got you know, a game to, well, in the next few days and we won't be able to train tomorrow either. So I think we may just have to turn up and play. But 
Um, it's just it's just a shame for that as well. It, it stops teams from you know actually getting a full experience of training as well, which is not ideal for them, especially if been six months out or four months out. You know, it's just it just doesn't help anyone. I mean, I was watching the Bundesliga because that was the first league that came back. Uh, watching Dortmund versus Schalke, and Jesus Christ, like everyone was just off it. Like everyone was put a weight on, which is fair enough. But you're like, like these guys are just still like Dortmund hammered them. But still, it's it was just it was weird seeing like athletes or footballers at a level like where they aren't normally. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, they've they've went from lightweight to heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, when they really, really like, it's it's it looked a bit sluggish. If I'm put it that way, it looked sluggish. You know, people were passing it all out the park and that, and you're like, oh, to like, I'm not a guy to like. To be fair, I probably couldn't pass like five yards. You know, I, I like to play five, <laughs> five so I'll stay to that. Um, but no, you know, it'd be it's tough for players coming back as well. I mean, they'll have training regimes over lockdown that they've had to like that they've been given, been told to train for as well. So it just it just depends what's happened. I mean, the Scotland the Scotland game's going ahead tonight anyway, even though they've had three positive tests or two, sorry. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Well, that's a big thing as well. Um, obviously stadiums, because um, uh, as far as I know, they've they've not allowed people back in the stadiums, but um, some different areas have kind of come up with different ways of like down south um there was a football club can't remember the name unfortunately but what they've done is you can actually send in a picture of yourself and they'll put a cardboard version of yourself in the stadium yeah, I've seen, I've seen do that yeah yeah um see i've seen some really controversial ones uh if you want to laugh someone put a uh, I can't remember the team down south, but someone decided to put Osama bin Laden as a, a cardboard cutout. <laughs> some reason to go for it. <laughs> Brilliant. Taking a phone, you see Osama bombing down the wing. Oh, oh God. <laughs> well, um, you know what? Oh, it's God. better than someone sending like their bare arse or like you know one of those kind of OnlyFans pics. I'm sure. I'm sure people have tried. I'm really sure people have tried. Probably. Yeah, people. Like people have had their dogs in that in the photos, like in the cardboard cutouts as well. So he scarf around them. Oh, no, that's decent. Um... Yeah, that's a tough thing about their misses, but still. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Unfortunately, that's just how it is. Some some people's misses do look like a fucking English bull. Um, but uh, you, that, you know, I don't mean any disrespect to those who do, but it's just unfortunately how it is. Um, uh... But uh, no, it's 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 good to see that we can still go ahead with these things, and um, it will definitely be interesting for the players. Um, I mean, like if I, in that environment, usually they rely sometimes on the audience to keep them going and stuff. So they're gonna have that that motivation factor um, to kind I've of. Noticed, I've noticed for certain teams, it's had a positive and negative effect. Yeah. Like, I'll say. Rangers have played a lot, lot better without fans because there's less pressure on them. Uh-huh. So, like, because they've now got less pressure, they're playing really, really well. But Celtic aren't playing as well because they don't have the fans. So, that's that's been an issue for them because usually they rely a lot on the fans to kind of give, not a bit in the arse, but like kind of spur them on, like you're saying. But as I was saying, back in Germany, they've got fans back in. Oh, right, I think okay. they've got like half, 
they need my something like it's, it's it's looking good over there. But they, I think they've like pure shut their borders and that uh, from what I was last reading, I'm not 100% sure. But that's how they've kind of contained it and let stuff kind of go on from there and trying to get their economy going. Well, but Germany were quite good at the start of COVID and they uh, spent a few weeks and then they were able to call off lockdown. But what happened was in doing so, um, a giant resurgence occurred which then put them back into lockdown. Um, but it's it's good to see uh, that they've managed to come back out of that and, and be able to do these live events and hopefully the UK will be able to do that uh, sometime next year um, and everyone can, can be- get back to basically enjoying a normal life without wearing a mask 24-7. Um, no, no. I think, I think it'll be like this for a while, but, yeah, you know, like I said... It will eventually become the norm, and when we come back out of it, it won't be the well. It'll be like okay. It'll feel weird. Yeah, because it'll feel yeah. It'll feel weird. People will feel people will be vaccinated and will be protected against it, but you'll you'll be sitting there like, can I still get it? You know, as a as there still a chance that maybe I should still wear a mask, and then people will judge, and it's like, well, you know, I understand. I understand that. Uh, obviously, once that vaccination comes out, and hopefully soon as, um, like y- you'll you'll just get that. Like people want people will be paranoid for a good while after, especially as it's affected so many people. It's killed so many people. Um, I have the rates up here on the the right of my screen here, and just looking at right. it, there's been five hundred and forty four thousand cases in the UK. And there's been forty-two thousand five hundred and fifteen overall, and that's the latest figures today on the eighth of October, um, twenty twenty, and that is absolutely just astounding. In the sense of like, it's horrific. It's it's not nice to think about, and you know, you, you look at that, and you think, oh well, that's spread out over the entire UK. Yes, it is, but uh, Scotland, it's thirty-four thousand seven hundred and sixty. Which is a, quite a lot of. Considering of, like we've we're quite a small nation. Yes, uh, but we've done incredibly well. We've done a lot better than England, personally. <laughs> um, no, uh, I agree with that definitely. And um, we've because uh, everyone has their opinions of Nicola Sturgeon. I, I'm not a political person. I I don't really have an opinion, but some of the stuff has been alright, some of the decisions have maybe not been as alright, but either way, it's affected us as a community and us as a whole, but we're getting through it, and especially with sport, as um, that's our kind of our area, our expertise it's good to see that it's able to come back and hopefully progress on to next year Um, Um, are you wanting to say something? And speaking of like going for sport and that, I say myself, well, I was going to say myself up for a 30 mile obstacle race um, down south. Okay. But I just think um, Spartan Ultra Race, I think you, you might have heard of it. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to say myself up for that and it was meant to be next month in November, but I don't think it's going to go ahead. Reason being, the reason I never booked it is because I had a feeling it was going to spike up again, which it has. So yeah. it's really, as much as I want to train for something, because mentally, I feel like if I keep, I need to keep myself fit in order to train for something. But I have nothing to train for, hence why I've kind of like not let myself go, but like not not as fit as I should be. Yeah. 
you'll feel the same for rugby as well i'm guessing well um i actually uh stopped playing rugby at the start of this year in february because i wanted to change and, and go to boxing um and uh when i was doing that training's going well um but during lockdown i, I had a 200 kg deadlift and about 140 squat and uh 95 bench so i was pretty happy with that and then obviously i had the wee break so now i'm back at it uh and i'll give it about two months i should uh be back up to that kind of standard um as the the, the body it remembers and muscle mind memory um as a factor with that uh but i would say that for rugby players this has been a big thing because every athlete as you said um you see the football players coming back and some of them will look a bit out of shape or are definitely a bit rusty that'll be a bit more for rugby players as generally the um the overall basis is a bit larger so they have to consume more so they also have to train a lot more in specific areas to be strong to be fit um and to be ready so it's definitely going to put um as someone who's who's played rugby for several years it's fucking exhausting (laughs) um 80 minutes and you're you're getting up you're hitting someone then getting back up again to push again it's like it's constant 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 whereas in football you're you're still using a lot of energy but there's no tackling of of like full-on you know hitting you out of breath um there's no having to sprint for a ball that might end up going out uh most of the time because footballers of that level usually have that ability to control and keep the ball in and and hopefully not going out whereas in rugby if you kick the ball they fucking punt it um and you just you you kind of hope for the best for the skill um so it's definitely a a big thing for for them to come back um and i do believe the six nations is is going forward with next year um and the uh autumn season just now is currently in place um scotland have done okay they've they've came back it looks like they're they're all generally fit and i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what kind of performance they do um but overall i would say every sport is going to have its up and downs with this this effect uh definitely especially coaches um because trying to organize i'd say regional clubs um like hills and and uh, west of scotland and um yep. uh, Cartha etc etc um these kind of uh, clubs rely on numbers and to make an effort to try and get down to kind of put out and and hopefully get a match but obviously everyone's kind of a bit scared because like what if I'm playing rugby and as it's a very physical contact sport what if I catch it so just now it's it's been put on hold uh, as far as I know, but indoor um, rugby has has been allowed, and I think some um, clubs are doing outdoor, but with uh, social distancing, as you are able to, you know, pass and such. But enough, uh, mm-hmm. enough of that blabbering. Speaking um, of what you're saying about coaches and how they've struggled like over us, a lot of Premiership teams have let go, let go of their youth teams. Yeah, like and all the coaches, youth teams have lost their jobs because they can't like smaller teams in like the premiership or even rugby teams like the academies they're gonna have to let them go reason being cash there's no 
there's not, there's not as much cash flow coming in, so they can't afford it. Yeah, which is a shame, which is heartbreaking. Um, but you know, that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, and then not even that. Is there anything else you want to add to that at all? Um, I would just say that, like, as as a sports coach, I I think it's it's a bit hard to get clients, and it's a bit hard to if you're working as an individual. Um, if you're not already have that base foundation, um, then yeah, because people are, are kind of like, you know, don't want to go interact with people we don't know or don't have like a kind of larger base on social media. So they don't look like they've got like a backing of, of positive uh, reviews and stuff. Um, but I definitely think that should give it a go and, you know, wear a mask that's completely fine or, or keep social distance and that's okay because I, I've seen live out, um, outdoor uh, events happening and um, such as like PTs with an, an outdoor workout and such uh, and that if that's still going ahead then there's, there's no harm in it uh, unless you're super at risk you know don't be afraid to, to challenge yourself and try something new yeah definitely I mean speaking of like you know people training and wanting to get coaches like there's an economic factor to it as well like you know people won't have as much money coming out of lockdown or going back to work because they've missed out on having so much money this year so they're gonna have to save or you know make um, you know make sacrifices so obviously let's say you had a pt before lockdown yeah yeah that's um my own mojo apologies Um, <laughs> um, um, no, but the economic factor—it's—it's it's, it's tough for people. You know, people like do they want to spend like good money on a good PT? Like, you know, like you're talking maybe twenty to forty pound an hour to a yeah. session. You know, and even blocks as well. People won't be able to afford that in a minute, which is it's a shame, even for the PTs as well coming back into. You know, they'll have to find work elsewhere. Some of the um some of the PTs I've seen have actually um are, are quite expensive. Um, I I'm, I was surprised that some charging like eighty pound a week, um, which mm. I, yeah. How I'll, many I'll, sessions is that? What? How many sessions is that? So that's not a session. Uh, that's like an individual. So it's um eighty pound uh, a week for like their individual training, um. And you, you right? Uh, so for their advice and getting two sessions a week or something, or whatever, yeah, in a yeah, package. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, uh, okay. So obviously, like, I know, I, yeah, it's debatable. That, I, I, um, I think, I think, um, it, it's tough to price yourself as a PT because you've got to take into effect what what are you worth and what can you do, um, and uh, mm, there'll be that are worth like maybe 40 pound a session but now i have to like cut that in half to 20 pound a session so they can get clients again yeah so we build up and restart that that's which, that's exactly which is a shame. um which is a shame. you know i'm lucky i've, I've got um other qualities that allows me to have other jobs you yeah. know for working in that and like other certain jobs and being able to have that so I'm quite lucky i've got different skill variations i can jump into different you know yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> wise words by a wise man basically I'm fucking brilliant at everything right? jack of all trades master of none right? <laughs> 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 
Oh, fucking twat. Anyways, um, <laughs> so moving on. Um, some something we've uh, we've noticed is over a lockdown, a few kind of Netflix documentaries and stuff like that have came out, and one or two very interesting ones, such as the Jordan, the uh, Michael Jordan one, the greatest basketballer of all time. Um, I was watching. Up, you go first. You go first, big man. Right. You you know for school Oscar was big in basketball and yeah. like yeah. you know, we weren't really basketball players. We were more for uh, you know, we'll play rugby and kick fuck out of you. But yeah, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We'll, we'll we'll call you do you know what I mean? Like you know, we'll cuddle you after, but we'll, we'll, we'll still after. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, uh, man. still um I so they were big in basketball and I was I was I remember playing basketball in my older school, my old school before I moved. And I was okay. I was tiny, but I was decent. But I never really paid attention to sport. I was just good at dribbling and shooting, which is it was shitty defending because I'm just a wee guy, you know. And guy's six foot five, and you're five foot nothing. You know, when you get that hit, shot me, let me get a step ladder. Right? <laughs> no, um, no, but it's it's. It, I think over the past few years, generally in the UK, that is not even the past few years, past few while. It's pure jumped across, and people because of people like Michael yeah. Jordan, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant, it's became so big here. Yep. And that documentary was, we'll go into it in a, in a wee bit, but it, in my opinion, it's one of the best, if not the best, sporting documentary I've seen. Definitely, um, I, I would agree with that. There, they've they've done really well with capturing it, and Michael Jordan himself was obviously on it and approves of it. And I think that the man himself is just a, an interesting figure to watch. Um, because it obviously won't reveal too much, won't reveal too much about it. But basically, uh, it follows his life story and um, kind of some of the controversial things that happened throughout. And it kind of shows you why he was so popular and why it was so, um, why he became such a exponential figure. Um, but um, some of the other ones that I've I've seen in the past. Now, a controversial thing, uh, CrossFit. Now, CrossFit is yeah. kind of uh, like that one kid in the corner that plays Connect Four by himself. Um, cro- CrossFit is one of those things that a lot of people do nowadays in the gym, and then a lot of people have a very kind of downward opinion on it because it's like, well, you know, it isn't really the safest way to train, and it's also kind of like a, a, a cheap man's escape to getting really strong or really fit and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but the documentaries of the CrossFit Games on Netflix are absolutely phenomenal, and it's not because you know, oh, a bunch of people with abs running about the place and such. It's because it shows you the phenomenal, basic extent that these people have went to just to get a title, um, and yeah. and you can see that the during it, it's 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 very intense. Like they have to swim and then they, uh, basically a triathlon but um they have to swim in quite kind of wavy water that's bashing up against you for a good a good long distance and then you have to run with and in, in very warm weather um and uh and weighted kind of vests and then you have to come in and do a certain amount of pull-ups um and then you, you have to uh cycle along for a certain amount of time so it's basically kind of like it's hitting you one after the other in extreme heat and obviously added on 
um, kind of weight and stuff to, to, to hold you back. Um, and these, these people are people who literally dedicate their life to this um, because the kind of level they're at, if you don't dedicate your life to it, you will never reach that kind of that kind of level or stature. Definitely. But going back to like what you're saying about sporting documentaries, mm-hmm. I, I forgot to ask you a question in the last dance. Who's your favourite guy? Who, who's, who's your favourite? On what? On the, in the last dance, who's your favourite player in that Chicago Bulls team? Where you go, nah, you're, you're the man, you're the guy. Oh, right. Um, that's a tough one because there's a lot of different kind of fun interactive characters throughout that and I, I say that as if it's a show it's it's, a, it's an episode show but obviously the, these are real people um, and uh, Michael Michael Jordan is obviously the main man and he's, he's very interesting to watch but I would probably say either Horace Grant he was quite an, an interesting character um, yeah. I, I think um, his connection with, with Jordan and kind of like how you see the the throughout um, just you know very exceptional player as well and um, but it was more like and, and, and they still do it now but in team sports usually like you finish the game you go for a pint or like you'll go for a drink or you'll go for food or something like that definitely was that kind of yeah. atmosphere um uh but yeah no I, I would say i would say probably michael jordan overall kind of like i was just very interested in in the the case. My personality as well yeah like, huge personality for, for me i think it's dennis rodman dennis i fucking love the guy yeah. i fucking love the guy like honestly the fact he's jumped out of training you know, like two days before a big championship game goes, right, I'm going to go to Vegas and get right fucking on it and I'm going to come back. <laughs> and I'm going to win all these birds as well and get them fucking bump rotten and I'll come back. And he does. He comes back and wins and he plays an amazing game. Genuinely, no fucks given. And they let him do it because he knew that he was that type of maverick, you know, which is why I loved it. Like, you don't get other sports personalities like that nowadays. Like, they're so, they're so brand, what do you call it, brand safe that you don't really see you know, like, not not saying you should all be like, oh, like, Rodman going out and doing whatever, like, but, like, you know, show a bit of yourself, like, when you're watching sports athletes do interviews, they're kind of like robots now, shows a bit of yourself, what you do? I think, I I think it's to do with politics, um, policy in sports are a big thing, and as, as much as, you know, you might want to come on and, and have a laugh and stuff like that, the, there's just unfortunately some things you can't say, on TV anymore. Yeah. Um, I know. And I mean, like, the, uh, Michael Jordan was like a huge gambler, and like he, but he did oh, not he, give a fuck. Everyone knew about it, and like he, he just, security guys, but he literally get the security guys and go, right, I'm gonna gamble with you and throw like coins against the wall against him. He just loved to win it anything. Yeah. So what well, you're good at, I'll be at it. Like the fact he was halfway through his career at his peak, and went, oh fuck it, I'm gonna go try b- baseball now, and became half decent at it. Yeah. It's like what? Could you imagine? Could you imagine someone like Messi or Ronaldo going, ah, fucking badge playing football? I'm gonna go do, I don't know, rugby or boxing now. Change my mind. Just I want to decide when you're what. Well, um, yeah. funny you say that. You've you've got a quite a good few examples. Um, 
James Haskell, who who played for the England rugby team, he now does MMA. Um, he he swapped over his careers, um, and uh, I do believe a very famous uh, centre back from football. Uh, they played for Manchester United. Uh, quite a tall lad. Uh, he's now switched over to to MMA. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a wee, have a wee look here. Um, right. but because I, I was very famous there's man. There's a there's a there was a German goalkeeper and it was a national it was Gem Germany's one in Germany's national goalkeepers and played for Hoffenheim. Can't remember his name now. But he he moved to WWE. He stopped playing football. So I'm gonna do wrestling now. Rio Ferdinand. That's who I'm thinking of. Well, he did boxing. He did. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. He did boxing. He, he but I don't think he had any fights. I think he just went, oh, I'm going to go training. And he was meant to have one, but he decided not to. But yeah, that's another example as well. He's going to try something different. Um, it's all well and good saying, um, like, oh, these guys could, could play different sports well. And they could. They could play different sports brilliantly. But it's they need to change their body to that sport, which will take time. Yeah. It's so, um, you you train that, every sport trains different and what whatever you want to receive your goal as is, is going to be different for someone else. I mean, generally, um, when I take on clients, like I'll ask them several questions. Like you know, I've 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 got a questionnaire and you can fill that out and you know it's like what kind of goal do you want? What kind of time frame do you want to achieve it in? And um, what kind of availability do you have? And because everyone's body's different. Some people store fat in certain areas more than others. Um, that's why you see maybe sometimes that you, you get the term skinny fat, where you'll see someone with very skinny arms but quite a large belly, um, as they'll probably do you know very little exercise um, generally um, for that for that to occur, uh, and they they won't do kind of overall exercise. So you're not getting any kind of uh, work or activation in the upper body, therefore leading to a smaller frame um but uh you know what, what what's your thoughts on it nico when, when you take on a client um what's kind of like the thing that you would say to to start normally, with i mean only clients i've kind of had is close family and friends and some other people as well i kind of say you know be honest with me don't bullshit me just be honest if you've had a fucking cake yesterday tell me we'll start, do you know what i mean yeah because people if people are like, oh, I just want to be fit, no, tell me what you really want. It's like, guys, we're oh, I just want to be fit. I'm like, no, no, tell me what you really want. And they go, oh, I just want to look good for fucking manga. I'm like, there we go. I can get you looking good for manga. I just, it's like, then someone goes, I want to train for this. It's like, okay, that's fine. We can train you for that. Or if it's out with my expertise, I'll pass them over to someone who is in that field. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I've done a half marathon. I want to do a marathon. I mean, I could train someone for a half marathon because I've been there and done that. But I couldn't train them for a marathon because I've not been there. I pass them over to someone who has. Well, because I don't want to look when you do it in race day and they've not done not done well. Well, I think that's an interesting um, conversation because I think as co- coaches and, and PTs we want to develop and we want to learn and stuff. Um, uh, an example for me is that I, I took on a friend who does horse riding, um, and I've never trained anyone that does horse riding before. But instead of saying that I don't know what to do. I am. I have a lot of knowledge within strength and conditioning, and and um within rugby particularly. But obviously, I um I have knowledge elsewhere. And what I've done is I researched and I I looked up different ways that horse riders would benefit from training. Um and and to see if there was specific any kind of any specifical, specifical, 
<laughs> fucking Tottenham arse. Um, specifics that uh, they required or, or would be best. And, and to my surprise, um, it was actually kind of a cross of weight training and cardio. Um, and yeah. that's obviously mainly to, when you ride a horse, it, is, it can uh, be quite exhausting and it's also quite hard because you have to have enough strength to I'm, hold I'm, yourself I'm, on. I'm, 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 I, I don't ride horses, but I ride cows, but I tell you now, that's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm very yeah, glad yeah. this is an 18-rated show. Um, <laughs> the, some six-year-old will join this and be like, Mom, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, but anyways, uh, so... You know, it's it's kind of like you take on a wee bit of a challenge. It can be quite scary, but yeah. if you apply the base fundamentals, then you're you're completely okay. Because a lot of people think putting together a program can be really hard. It's actually not, right? And then you know, but it it can it can't be. It depends how difficult you make it or how good yes. you are in that field. But I think overall, if you got the basis for it and writing up, you're fine. But I think the research side of it's more difficult than what it is. Or what knowledge you have so it's just pen to paper really yeah um the the ba- I, I that's completely where i was going because like the base foundation of putting together a program is easy you pick exercises that um you want to work on your body and you look up what you know you've either got do you want to build strength and and muscle mass or do you just want to be fitter and and more kind of muscular endurance strong so you can last longer um but what a lot of people don't like paying PTs is uh, because they don't realize how much effort we, you know, we put into it. Because yeah. when I make a program, I make it specifically for you uh, and you alone. Yeah. If you were to do this for someone else, it's not it's not gonna be the not gonna same. And it's, it's one of those things. It's, like, it's not even just them. You've got multiple other people as well. You're doing so. You've yeah. got like you're more one ball more than one court. You know what I mean? So you're just like not all over the place, but you're like I need to make so many different programs and specific programs for different people yeah and they top it all and which is essentially your job and my job but that's the way it goes yeah our, our job is to motivate you keep you on track help you develop as a person and 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 within physical yeah. uh, uh capabilities and also to kind of just provide that service because some people literally just don't have it in them to get up off their arse and start doing that. That's why they, they hire you know a coach or, or a personal trainer to get better, whether it be at sport or just general fitness. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, so when you do hire that, that kind of service, realize that, the, you know, it might be slightly more expensive than you would think because they're putting in that effort. They've, they've you know, went to the length of making that program, they've designed it nicely, they've laid it out so it's easy for you to understand they're available for you to talk to whenever you want and 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 um get advice or or tips um they, they might give you so i've seen some personal trainers give nutritional packages um the the some some people are doing kind of like a, a wee base starter package nowadays where they'll give you like 12 weeks worth of training you can just buy that off the bat instead of like month by month or week by week etc etc so um it's definitely one of those things so i can i just say something something you just said there yeah yeah go like, for it about nutrition like pts and nutrition i've seen pts give like pure nutrition advice and go into detail when they don't have a qualification 
about about nutrition to have a nutrition qualification at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, the only thing we can adhere to is government guidelines. We can't give any more than that. And that's yeah. the thing. And I've seen PTs go, well, I've researched this for you because you have this certain thing wrong with you. And it's like, you can't do that. You, you can actually get to fucking jail. But yeah, the, it, the, it's a very sent, like, you know, risky it, it, subject for some it, people. It is. Um, when you're you're working um, in, a, in a kind of company or like or a gym, um, then you, you, you do have to watch what you say. But you can just give suggestions um, like technically you're not meant to um uh, refer or 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 say to someone oh yeah you should give protein um a go like you know like whey protein stuff like that. You're, you're not meant to but you can suggest it you can be like this is something that exists if you want to try it you can but if not cool but you know that that's there whereas hey. as a personal trainer we can't you know, or a sports coach, you can't just be like, yeah, go go, go buy protein bars, eat that, you'll be sorted. Um, we, we can we can give out a nutrition questionnaire or a, a food diary and go fill that out for three days for me and then have it back, you know, look at it and go, right, why are you having too much protein? You're fucking protein shake two times a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I personally, I'm not a fan of them. I get why people do them and it helps a lot of people. But for me, it's, it's more of like, if you can train yourself to eat natural food. Yeah, it's a lot better. Is, it's a lot, lot better for you. And people go about, supplements go help you a long way if you are at a certain level of athleticism. Let's say you're a professional like sportsman and you're eating all the best food, but you also want wee bits of supplements to help you as well, which professionals have, you know, to kind of boost them a wee bit. But if you're just an an average bloke, not an average bloke, but just a guy, and you're taking all these types of stuff, and you're like, you don't need to, mate. Just eat food. It's all in food. It is all in food. Um, we've obviously, as a human race, we've survived on it for fucking billions of years. Um, probably, probably exactly. a bit under that. Um, but um, I would say that I think you know we we can give so much advice. Um, we can be like, yeah, these are the healthy foods, these are non-healthy foods, but can we be like, this will definely make you better? No, because that's not our place, that's for nutritionists. And I think nutritionists yeah. are always just as important as a, a PT, but I think, it, um, in my personal opinion, uh, it would be a lot better for yourself to, if you get a PT, take up that time to research nutrition yourself and look at what you can and and even if you want to give nutritionists a wee message i'm sure most of them would be happy to yeah. message back and give a wee bit of advice for free because you know not everyone's out here to make money yeah well even that as well you can maybe send them to a nutritionist and go if you really have this issue i know somebody and you can send them to them and i'll help the nutritionist as well because they've gained a new client let alone you and then they can send people to you so it works both ways yeah it's, it's so, the network. It's not shenanigans and da 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 da. There's still contact. <laughs> <laughs> There's still um, like uh, like we're going something else that's happened controversially is corruption in sport. Yeah, that that's um, it's a big thing, especially now. It's still a very big thing. It just keeps under the wraps really well. Mm-hmm. I think one 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 of the main ones being. 
you know, the FIFA World Cup. But I'll let you crack on and see what you're going to say before I move on to me. <laughs> I, I was just, you know, it's a, a big topic and it can definitely be um, discussed and explored in another episode of the podcast. Um, but on a short yeah. synopsis, everywhere in the world is corrupt in some way or another, but there's always good and there's always bad. And that's it at the end yeah. of the day. Um, yeah. and you like to hope the good outweighs the bad, but... yeah. Yeah, you 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 we try and aim for that. We um we strive for that greatness and, but uh for proper balance in the world, there there sometimes has to be a wee bit of bad. Um, is, is there any sports documentaries you'd recommend someone to go watch to feel a wee bit inspired or go, oh that's great, or something to go, oh, wow, I never really understood that side of it. Pumping iron. It's, it's, great one. It's an absolute great one. Sure great one. Yeah. Not not to do with sport generally, but to do more with bodybuilding. It follows the story of Arnold Schwarzenegger and a few other uh, very famous bodybuilders, um, like uh, Louis Ferrigno, um, who, fun fact, played the Hulk back in the 1970s and, and 1980s. Oh, I had a pure um, green paint. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, absolutely just great, great documentary as a whole to watch, enjoyable just fun and it gives you a big insight into why bodybuilding started and why how it became um such a, a huge success um but you know i'm not a bodybuilder myself but it's just it's just enjoyable you can you can put it on grab some snacks grab a drink and just sit down and fucking plow through it grab your let's <laughs> hear your arm impression on you go oh fuck right off of that part <laughs> um <laughs> Pumping iron, ah, <laughs> pumping iron, come on. Um, I think I get your bank, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you see this podcast? It's it's tremendous. We're here with some lovely confectionaries, these smarties, and talking away. And it's, the sport is tremendous, especially boxing. When I fought Nigel Ben, oh, we had we had a great encounter. <laughs> Sorry, and I... that's not too bad. It's not too bad, bud. Um, well. Another well, one uh, I would probably say is um, uh, Eddie Hall's Strongman documentary. Yes. Um, a brilliant. lot of people, um, my brother does Strongman and I'm, I'm a big fan of it too. And we, we try and kind of diverse ourselves in it. And um, I look forward to training Strongman in the future and doing a bit of training myself. But definitely uh, an inspirational and motivating documentary. And it's also very good for basically getting you clued up on what strongman is because a yeah. lot of the population doesn't know or, or isn't involved with it even though it's such a Gen great sport one thing i want to go into before we move on from the documentary is for the the mountain we talk about that in a few, in a few minutes nope. but yeah one. strongman is brilliant you know I, when i was younger i was very very naive about it but then i met you and you clued me up on it and i was yeah. like okay now it's became even bigger because eddie hall but another one I want to say, there's a Diego Maradona documentary. Yeah. That's fucking brilliant. That's brilliant. That really shows a guy, you know, Diego who came from the fucking sons of Argentina to the fucking Grand Hall of fucking Naples. Because he, because it follows his life story and how he moved from Barca, well, you know, he how he played in his team, his local team, Boca Juniors. You know, Barca didn't work out at Barca at Napoli, but when he went to Napoli, it was good, but it was fucked for him as well because the mafia was running everything. 
and you know they were giving him the coke and it fucked him and it's a it's a shame. It's it really I don't want to spoil anything, but mm. go watch. It's a that and all our stance in Derry Hall one. Those those are the main three. Go watch them. They're brilliant. No, d- no. definitely. Um, uh, what'd you call it? That uh, those kind of documentaries do obviously follow certain people, but the the entire content around it contains a lot for you to learn from. Um, and that that's it's it's what happens in history. You get these historical figures who achieve and produce so much that so that the future can look back and take motivation from that and learn themselves. Um, obviously, but before we move on fully, we should probably um, as we're coming up to a, a wee bit of a wrap up in about ten fifteen minutes, uh, we should lay out a very basic kind of like if you want to start training, what's what's five things you would recommend to someone when they, they start training to, to give a wee bit of advice to start training any form of training gym just anything yep anything again right so i recommend having a, a nice mix of cardio and weights you know if like i think change stuff within your lifestyle to yeah. get fitter let's say your 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 work is 20 minutes in the car okay your offices or whatever is 20 minutes away in the car but you have a bike Cycle instead, get your cardio up as well. That makes a major difference, you know. Um, change your lifestyle you, to suit it as well. Your nutrition, that like I touched on that before, that's major, majorly important. You know, be consistent as well with your training. Lay out what you want to do during the week, you know, whether you only have half an hour, you know, an hour to train a day, make sure you still get that wee bit in. You know, like I said, adapt into your lifestyle and you'll be saving yourself even more time. Um, so that's three, another two. Let's see. Um, you know, f- try and find some inspiration. You know, always, always try and keep yourself motivated as well. I always find that very, very tough. You know, or think, work backwards is what I say. Think of where you want to be. Say, like, I want to be there. And then work backwards for where you are now. Yeah, well, I would say that's and, pretty good advice. And then go okay, work back through from where you are now. And before you sit down and start training, do a wee SWOT analysis, you know, right up, right, a wee SWOT, strength, weaknesses, you know, what I could do with this and what I'm really bad at, right? Your strengths, your weaknesses, what you need to improve on. You know, let's say you've got, you're naturally, naturally, have a naturally strong upper body, but you could be naturally big up top, but you're, you, you feel quite insecure about your legs and your legs aren't as big. You know, maybe go, right, maybe I should do leg day twice a week and maybe do like, you know, upper body once a week and then rest for cardio or whatever to kind of build my legs up and then we'll balance it out, you know, because it's nice to have a balance, you know, you see, you, you're, you'll be the same as me, you see guys who are just, you know, built like shit houses, but their legs aren't that. Yeah, they're, they're like pinky. Well, I, I put a wee pinky up, but I, mm-hmm. um, that's not to signify something else, but still, uh, <laughs> Um, no, but it's it's and it's like I don't and it's like they can't run for like they can't run like the, the length of themselves. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think have a good balance. You know, like cycle, swim, run, weight training. If you're starting out, try and do a wee bit of everything. You know, even if let's say you've got your work and your work love to play football, go go play go get a game of five sorted as well. Make that schedule every week. Yeah, and that goes into your lifestyle, or even um, if you like, like you said, rugby, go get a game of touch or something somewhere, or go join a club. Again, just wee things like that, wee small things can make make a difference. 
Definitely. Um, these these small activities. I mean, that's why uh, hit is such a, a big popular thing with with people who have busy lifestyles because you can go in, you can get it done in such a short period of time, and then you can get back to your daily daily life, and it does quite a bit for your 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 fitness and your um, overall health. Um, but no, I, I would agree with those tips. Um, ones that I would give myself is that research, do a bit of research and to what weights train what muscles and also um, what's going to benefit you in the future. Um, same with nutrition, see what you can do to improve your diet. Maybe instead of having pizza for breakfast, maybe have a bowl of shreddies. Um, <laughs> and uh, and the, the last one would probably be don't, um, don't put yourself down. If you're not happy with your body, that's completely okay. Um, I'm still training and I've not achieved what, what I want fully yet, but uh, you know, we, we still get there. Don't feel like that you're a fat sack of shit or anything like that. You're not. You're okay. Everyone's different, everyone's built differently and everyone's had exactly. Um But not only that, not you like you said you've hit a nail on the head there. Like that you you'll be the same as you see people and they make really great progress. Like they're like naturally click onto something and then they're like I'm not making as progresses quickly because they've had to adapt and then they just kind of stop yeah when you so, when you start training um you will see a significant boost in results because when when your body first starts adapting to it, it it does that you you quickly gain onto it as you said um but overall when you get into the longer run of things it'll slow down a wee bit but don't let that put you off that's just how it goes that's for everyone um I, I think uh, there's, uh, you know, we won't get into the sciences of it, but some people can genetically build strength better than others. Some people can genetically build bigger biceps than others. Um, that, that's not the same podcast for another day, even. That's just, yeah. That, that goes into so much detail what you and me have learned throughout the years. Like, you know, like, for example, you and me, like, you're obviously natural better at strength than me, but I could be natural better at something else. Yeah. It all just depends. You know, people forget about the neurological side of it. People can be better at the neurological side of sport, like technique in that. Yeah. And for I mean, someone can be better at strength, but he's not the form. So it's about everyone helping each other in some way or the other, naturally, which also helps. And also another thing as well for tips: don't afraid, don't be afraid to ask one of us. Either. Yeah. DMs are, are always open whether you want to inquire and about anything. There's no such thing as a stupid question because we've all been there. We've all started out. You know, we've all not really had a clue in some points, you know. I mean, for me, I was quite lucky, and maybe you as well, like, you grew up around sport. Because I grew up with my dad. He played a, he did a lot. He did swimming, he did triathlons, he did running. So he kind of clued me up a wee bit when I was younger. So I was dead lucky. But I understand people who aren't. And, you know, again, like I said, happy to help anyone. Anyone, anywhere, anything. Well, definitely. I think we're we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, it's definitely been a, a great talk and a great discussion of all different points of view and, and catching up on uh, the kind of worlds uh, and big US ways. Um, but quick, uh, before, before yeah, you go, go, right? Go for it. Question. What's your old fun prediction? Old fun. Um, I'm not a super big football fan. Um, but. Ah. Okay. Uh, from what I've seen, and this is not that I don't support Rangers or Celtic, just for the record, from statistics that have been analysed by myself and from what I've seen, 
uh, I think it'll be a draw because um, I'll give wee short mm. reasons because I won't go into full detail. It's been several months out of training. It's been several months out of matches. Um, the last old farm was, I do believe, Celtic one. Is it? Was it Celtic? I can't even. Rem- I can't. I think. I can't even, I can't fucking even remember. remember. I think it was. Celtic. I think if it, was, if it was the New Year's one. I think it would have been Rangers, and then we were before that. However, um, no, it was. I think it was. I don't know. Cup. I can't remember. Hold on, I can't, I hold on. Googling this, folks. Googling this. This was years ago, and then we went on to win the league anyway. But right, it's it's a it's yeah, um, it's one of those games you can't. The no. second of the first, um, Rangers versus yes, yeah, two one was to them. I remember Parkhead. Um, let me have a wee look. Right, so. Celtic won on the eighth of December last year. And yeah, then, cup final, cup final. And then brilliant, brilliant day. I remember that. Um, this one is scheduled. Scottish Premiership at funny. three o'clock. Right. Okay. I think. I think. I think it was Celtic. Funny story about that. So it, it was New Year that they played. And my mum had booked had book, like a last minute holiday. Yeah. And she was like, right. But I got a t- I managed to get a ticket for the game. I said, yes, got a fucking ticket to. Oh, God. No, know, this is gone. Then my mum was like, nah, fucking, we're going on holiday. You're, You're not fucking going. going. I was like, oh, heartbreaking. But I got off my flight and I checked the score. We fucking lost 2 1. I'm like, fucking dodge a bullet there. So <laughs> I'll be sitting in the beach avoiding all social media and from all my pals. But if I was going to make a prediction, and I'll make two predictions, right? If I'm going with my heart, right? And if I'm going with Celtic the way... If Celtic turn up, it'll be Celtic. I don't care what anyone says. If Celtic turn up and play, it'll be Celtic no matter who plays, right? But if Celtic have been playing the way they have recently, I think it could... I think it, it there will be Rangers because there'll be no fans there at Parkhead and that could even be their advantage. Again, but who knows? We'll find out in a few weeks. Definitely. Um, so, it's been great having you on the show. Um, I've very much enjoyed this, and obviously we'll we'll see your your fine self in, in future episodes, hopefully. Um, of, course, of course. Do you have any, any last things to say before we head off? Um, what can I say before I go? Just, just, just wait, I'm asking be a sound cunt. <laughs> Scottish as it can be, mate. Wear a mask. No, listen, be a sound cunt. Listen, Don't be a wank. I've, I've, I've dealt with people who just go, "I'm not coming in because I'm not wearing a mask." Good, I don't want you. Here. Fuck off. See you later. <laughs> like, for... Honest to God, it's it's a bit of a joke. Oh wait, yeah, but we'll leave it. Leave it. Yeah, Wear we'll, a mask we'll leave it for another um another kind of another thing. Part. Everyone is welcome to their own opinion. We like to be respectful here, but uh, obviously, try and. <laughs> <laughs> Try and be respectful <laughs> as you can. So we shall catch you in the next one. Bye-bye.